0: I think we need to get together to have happy hours in between recording sessions.
1: So when we come back (laughs) to the second recording, when we actually
0: are recording an episode, we're on point. (laughs) Yeah. Or maybe not. Maybe people like
2: this. I think. I don't know. We got a little in the weeds there just now. (laughs) A little bit. (laughs) Welcome to that episode. Was we are popsicle. Each thing. In this episode, we'll be offering opinions and reactions to Sandman Season 1, Episode 4 A Hope in Hell, in which Dream of the Analyst ventures into hell with Matthew the Raven at his side. The series was developed by Neil Gaiman, David Goyer, and showrunner Alan Heinberg. This episode was written by Austin Guzman. It was directed by Jamie Childs. welcome everyone i am your host for this episode lisa k weber um, I am joined, as always, by my beautiful Popsicle co-hosts and cohorts. First up, Justin Penniston. How are you feeling today? Is it more like a prey-stalking dire wolf or a horse-mounted hunter?
3: I am anti-life. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm flipping straight to the end.
2: (laughs) Um, all right, Philip Kelly.
1: Yo, you feeling
2: more like a uh, snake killing hawk or a butcher bacterium?
1: (laughs) Oh, snake killing hawk! Snake killing hawk. Oh,
2: okay. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Cool, cool. Kelly Sue, planet cremating Nova. Or life encompassing universe. Life encompassing <laughs> universe forever. <laughs> <laughs> and last, Claire, even though Justin tried to come in and take anti-life,
0: <laughs> are you vibing
2: more with anti-life or hope? Um. Um,
4: <laughs> it. Wow. It I'm really gonna go this one. I'm going to go with hope. I'm going to go with hope. Good. Fueled Good
1: by
4: fueled by antimatter, which is slightly <laughs> different from anti-life and is generated by bananas. <laughs> wow. That's a thing.
3: Oh, I oh. love
1: it. I, I, if no one else feels the shot, I felt the yeah, shot. Yeah, the shot was at Justin, I think. I yeah. felt the shot.
4: That huh? came up during a Star Trek RPG that we were playing and oh, I so wanted I to send, like Justin, like a string of articles, but then I backed off from being that kind of
2: nuisance. But yeah. <laughs> okay. So it Wait, works out pretty well that the, Justin no. decided to take anti life to your hope. <laughs>
4: yeah. My
3: my hate of bananas came up during your Star Trek game?
4: No, no. Oh, okay. The fact that bananas produced antimatter because we were trying to solve something where we needed antimatter. And so I piped up and said, oh, bananas produce, you know, like X amount of antimatter every X number of minutes. And so we're like, okay, where's a supply of bananas? But there wasn't one at hand.
2: So. I see. Wait a minute, real? So I really yeah. should have just given you the choice of banana versus mm-hmm. hope. Versus hope. <laughs> Bananas are our hope, but anyway,
4: point for banana. We can okay. move on to the episode. Wow. Yeah, let's definitely
2: move on from that's, this that's amazing, to yeah. talking about the actual episode. <laughs> oh, weird rabbit hole. <laughs> you're you're very strange rabbit hole. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> so obviously. We are going to get to talking all about the showdown in hell, but I wanted to start the conversation with my, and probably everybody here's favorite change from the source material, which is that rosemary... lives (laughs) I was so I was so excited and so happy by this change yes I was like oh my god they fixed it yay they fixed it and so I figured everybody was feeling the same that I felt so let's like revel in it and talk about it
4: just the fact that they could build that much tension around something we all knew about already and like so good yeah so good perfectly cast oh, loved gosh. her yeah is just the epitome and I that conversation makes me cry it made me cry in the comics as well mm-hmm. but even more so now because you you still feel John's chaotic nature but mm-hmm. you just feel the Softness in it as well. I don't know how to yeah, totally. describe that, but well, I oh. think
0: it was what I was noticing to that point in this episode was, which we don't we don't get in the comics at all, um, is the fact that John is like um, he's still a little boy. He didn't grow up. He didn't become an adaptive adult man. And he seemed so childlike to me, sitting in the back seat and asking her questions and kind of being confused about where he is. Um, There was a lot of like, oh, their growing up didn't happen for you the way that it Mm happens for other people. And that part of his performance was so special. And it really came through, I felt in their conversation, especially with her talking about being a mom and having daughters and all of that and I was just like oh which made me cry because I'm thinking I know what's coming yeah and it didn't come I know (laughs) (laughs) and then I sobbed even more
2: totally totally like like, yeah um to both your points like the tension building um and the yeah the kind of like the sympathetic nature of John mm-hmm. D in this version. Yeah. Um, it was like I really didn't know how they were gonna pull it off. Yeah. Because I was like, this is just so awful. This is just yeah. so awful. I mean, it's awful in the comic.
0: Yeah. And I
2: was like, it's gonna be even worse here. Yeah. And then, yeah, like you oh, said, man, the, the release second I saw of it not happening.
0: Yeah, that it was her, I was like, <laughs> no.
2: <laughs> oh. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, how could you
0: question mark send? <laughs> question mark send. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I was very uncomfortable with the sympathy that was being nurtured in me for John D. I was like, I don't like this at all.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's
0: because we run. all
2: assumed we knew what was coming, but we didn't. Yay. Um well- and the bill, Justin, yeah. thoughts, feelings.
1: Well, kind of, kind of playing with the fact that they knew we that they knew that we would think it was coming. They, it allowed them to be more measured, and mm-hmm. for David Thewlis the performances to be far more measured and kind of take their time with it. And the way it was shot was really interesting too, because they really do give both actors their space. Putting him in the back seat was really smart to start with because he's kind of inhabiting his space she's kind of in her space and it's not until he says that he murdered people that you start to see them visually in each other's spaces. then you see like her like a point of view of her looking into the rearview mirror you see Mm -hmm. him looking at her shoulder and you start getting some shots like that and so visually it takes some time they really layer it in nicely And, and then you know he of course moves up into the passenger seat after she tries to, you know, call nine one one and everything, or have the uh, attendant call nine one one. So uh,
4: it,
1: it was so nicely handled, um, in, in every way that it could possibly be handled. So I really liked it.
4: Well, and we still got a <laughs>
2: death. They didn't. They didn't oh, cheat yeah. us.
1: Yeah, still gooey death.
2: Yeah, if you still wanted to see somebody die, it was somebody that at least she <laughs> didn't really care
0: about. Yeah.
2: Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: ouch <laughs> sorry dude know, just
2: trying to help or whatever but also kind of being a jerk about it at the outset whatever yeah.
3: well I mean he was like are you kidding me right now because you know mm-hmm. David Thielis did look no, as I... unassuming yeah. as possible he was yeah. an old man in his pajamas for Christ's sake um, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> um, but he also stepped up as soon as she was insistent do you know yeah. nice. That, um, that is fair and he so like all we knew about him is that he's a clerk a jaded clerk Mm -hmm. who but who stepped up to do the right thing when asked to and died for it Mm. um which was honestly we didn't get a whole lot more than that about rosemary in the comic i mean there are some details added but there's not much emotional context in the comic for her you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like in the comic more than I my memory, my my memory is that she's really a mirror for John D more than anything yeah. else. You know, but here she I mean, first of all, the the first time I ever saw Sarah Niles was in Ted Lasso. Yeah. Which is freaking, you know, I mean, she mm-hmm. plays a super important role in Ted Lasso, you know? Yeah. Um and I loved her. And I loved Good. her there and I loved her here. And I I mean, as soon as I saw her and I realized who she was. I was like, fucking dick move, Neil Gaiman, dick move.
2: <laughs> how yes. could you do this to me, yes, question mark, send. You
3: know. Send. I was Neil I was Gaiman. Not happy. yes.
4: Passing um, emoji.
3: Also, also, how
4: long How long did it take Neil Gaiman to reply to you, Justin?
3: When... Well, actually, on June 27th, he may have sent no. Oh my it God, To make matters worse, because, you know, I live in a household where it's suddenly become a good thing that com exists. You know uh, what I uh-huh. mean? Yeah. You know, she's got a dog in the car with her, and you think, oh, he's got the amulet protection. That dog goes for him, and then, I mean, I was like, this is fucked up shit here, you know? Um,
4: Do not John Wick us right now.
3: <laughs> and yeah, then, just to because I remember thinking from a very mechanical memory of the comic book sort of way, but he doesn't have a gun. How is he going to kill her? It's not like the ambulance mm-hmm. going to kill her if she doesn't do anything, you know?
0: Sure. And
3: then they go to the gas station. And I don't know at that point, once they leave, that he doesn't have a gun after that. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Like I thought, mm-hmm. Oh shit, he could kill. Her. He could, she'll shoot her dead now. You know? And oh. so I was, I was in terms of that, I was at the edge of my seat right until he let her go.
2: Oh, God, yeah. Well, God, when she waited, waited. outside, waited. I was like, why, 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 <laughs> why, why, why aren't you leaving? And then it was like, I was like, oh, God, I'm going to be so furious, so furious if she ends up getting killed right now because she didn't leave. Oh, man. Um, And it, the fact that it turned into this final act of, like, kindness on her side
4: hmm. Uh-huh. And, well, and then it was
2: addressed. Did, did didn't yeah. John ask
4: her
0: like, I, oh, well, that's yeah, what I would have. Been yeah. Pissed oh, yeah, off exactly. About the fact if... that
2: like when he when he came out and he was like, what are you still doing here? Yeah. Because he assumed she was going to drive off and leave. And so like when she shows this final act of kindness. And then he reaches into his coat and I was like, oh God, no, 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 no. And then he pulls out the amulet.
4: <laughs> God, I was so happy. I, yeah. oh, I, I think our listeners can imagine yeah. the
0: facial expressions that were
4: accompanying <laughs> that, that song.
0: I was so ready and I had it right here. I was prepared. I had a, Neil, you're a hurtful slut ready to go ready to fire off it was right here here we go the other thing happened and i was like
4: (laughs) the other thing the showrunners are having to do in the show is pick what storylines are playing against what other storylines right so Mm -hmm. having this story the rosemary and john story playing in interspersed with the Hell story in which we end up talking about hope winning out at the end and having that juxtaposed to how they made the changes in rosemary's story yeah. was perfect brilliant yeah, yeah
0: completely so great yep yeah
3: i thought this was one of the better episodes overall yeah.
0: Oh God. Yeah. Definitely. It's gotta be so great to be Neil Gaiman right now, creating this <laughs> show, or I mean, at any time of his life, because he's. Fun. <laughs> but really, like, how fascinating it must be to revisit a story that you wrote so many years ago and be able to tell it in this entirely new way—the way that you would want to tell it at this age. I know yeah. we've brought it up before, and that I, you know, we've talked about him saying that he would have made so many changes or whatever. But it's really, it's got to be such an amazing experience for him to revisit all of this material and be like, actually, this is how I want to Mm -hmm. do it and then have Mm -hmm. it be even better. Oh, yeah, totally. And he has
4: the added benefit of getting to talk to Justin about it. Exactly.
0: It's because of Justin and his very intimate friendship. (laughs)
3: <laughs> I would like to point out that I have not yet been the one to bring up that text <laughs> that tweet. and it's happened twice now I would like I we like... do
2: we obviously we're bringing it up because that's we my job this this are episode. very excited
0: about it for you yes. and not at all jealous oh, <laughs> so we, no. we wouldn't have to be because Neil actually retweeted Lisa's art of desire that's so, true too so. yeah
3: and I, so. I would just simply to like to point out that I
0: <laughs> we have to pause really quickly while Lisa throws up again.
3: <laughs> and I am living in hope. I am living in hope. <laughs> I am living in hope that I will one day be in a barstool next to Tom Sturridge. So
0: yeah, I mean, you know, we were so close to the Dream Lord. I'm just saying. Listen, I really
2: appreciate all of our close very personal connections <laughs> to this to production. involved in the show. <laughs> <laughs> um, And with that, if everybody's ready, we can move on to talking about. I'm so ready. Hail. <laughs> Hail. Um, God damn it. This whole sequence was gorgeous and yeah. amazing and I loved seeing it. Um, but I'm going to let y'all have the floor and just react to what you
0: have to say about it.
1: <laughs>
0: um, I was like, wow, this is amazing. This is beautiful. I love the banter between Dream and Matthew and mm. oh man, Squatter Blue, this is rad. <laughs> and then Nada was a slap in the face. And I was like,
4: <laughs> what?
0: Oh yeah. I was like my, I literally had like a whole body like (gasps) Mm. watching that. Didn't Mm -hmm. see it coming. And I was like, ouch. (laughs) Um, (laughs) That hurts. But it was so great to have that there for the setup of what was to come, obviously. Um, Mm. And all of it was gorgeous. Um, I mean, Gwendolyn Christie is loose for Morningstar is inspired. Um that hairdo was
4: inspired. Like that was its oh, own thing. It was thank you it. styling department. The
0: dress, yes, the battle outfits, top to the bottom. costumes,
4: the, the pageantry. The,
0: the, the white to black wow.
1: outfit was amazing. <laughs> what yeah. a production.
0: Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Well then my hot take at actually Lisa got to hear my hot take because we rewatched that episode together where we she's did. like. Let's just summon all the demons, and then they look out over hell. And I was like, "It looks like Woodstock '99." <laughs> <laughs> I just watched that documentary, and yes, and it is not unlike hell. Not unlike yes. Woodstock '99. And I'm
3: willing to bet you money that the Red Hot Chili Peppers were there playing. In hell. Damn it! You know they
0: were down there. Now totally. Claire's pissed. <laughs> <laughs> There's I no more fitting ending to I Woodstock see your 99. bananas
3: and raise you with chili peppers. Oh, Jesus
4: Christ. <laughs> the only thing good about the start chili pepper start battle now. Let's do it. Oh, God.
0: Let's
3: mm-hmm. not. Yeah. Let's not. <laughs> <laughs> we,
1: are, we are tangential yeah, today. We are yeah. way
2: too tangential yeah. <laughs> already today. Let's not go off on the red hot chili peppers right now. Let's stay right, focused. No. We'll leave
0: one more hot take, and then I'll be quiet about all of it. Uh, <laughs> I love- I love that they gave Lucifer Morningstar aka Brienne of Tarth mm-hmm. the wolf line. <laughs> what?
2: The witch line?
4: The
0: dire oh, the wolf, dire wolf, wolf, wolf oh.
4: line. Oh, yeah. yes. Yeah. yeah. It was,
2: it was very, very hard not to like be I was. I like, mean, it's no. from. It's exactly the same in the Dialogue. comic. It is. Yeah. Well, but I, I also was like, was like. But it was hard to not make the connection.
4: Totally. Well, I,
2: d- I challenge you to not make the connection. <laughs> it's
4: hard to. It's hard to think they didn't cast her just because that line was perfect <laughs> for her, but it, also it,
0: she's perfect.
1: Well, that was the other great big change they made, though, in this episode, wasn't it? That they had her yeah. do the, mm-hmm. uh, they had Lucifer do the battle, and mm-hmm. that made it more personal, and that made it. That was a really nice change, too. I really appreciated that. Um, And, of course, there's the ultimate irony where uh, Dream, of course, comes around to hope, right? Uh, Which is something Nada said only minutes before. And he doesn't get, he doesn't see, he can't see the connection at all. He just he doesn't see it he's so blind to everything that he is yeah. still it takes him uh,
2: such a long time <laughs> to make connections. it really does it really <laughs> the does the endless. it
1: really does uh, exactly but, yeah but having he's in no
2: hurry to make no, these connections no
1: he's all uh yeah yeah the, uh, he's th-
0: too pretty. the
3: great thing about that was because i noticed that Particularly on my second viewing, mm-hmm. you know that she had said, you know, I, I you know, I will hold out hope, mm-hmm. um, and because that, that's not in the comic, when he encounters right. not in hell in the comic, she does not. There's no mention of hope. That mm-hmm. you know that bit of foreshadowing is not there, and mm-hmm. I thought that was particularly potent and super well done. Yeah, and mm-hmm. it gave a reason for Nada to be there beyond, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, setting up future stories
4: and again juxtaposing against what they've chosen as the b plot a plot whatever you want to assign them to where they're just connecting things for us
3: yeah well thematically yeah the whole yeah. thing is down so together right. by the yeah. Concept of yeah. Hope. yeah
4: yeah yeah definitely
1: and I, I did like how uh matt the ray the raven's inclusion in this wasn't just expository because it could have just been left to be exposition but when he gets down there in his face and starts kind of pep talking him
0: mm-hmm.
1: you also see that dream is still traumatized from his own captivity and maybe he's just willing to give up but also it kind of foreshadows not to give away anything to people who haven't read the comic it foreshadows kind of where he's at mentally much later on as well to some degree uh mm-hmm. which i also appreciated. Um, or at least I saw kind of there. Yeah. We kind of needed a pep um, talk.
2: I still like the the introduction of Matthew so much earlier mm-hmm. in this version is like so rewarding. It's yeah. so fantastic to have a companion for Dream at this point in the story. Mm-hmm. Um and um Yeah, agreed. And it's like I like that. Yeah, that he's not just there as a receiver of information. He, yeah, you know, does his job. Philip has us calling him
4: Matt the Raven now.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Did I say Matt? No, Philip did. did. Just Philip did. Um, but anyway, I was gonna say also that, um, just as far as like tonal changes (laughs) from the source material to this, I. I kind of liked the battle sequence being less irreverent Mm -hmm. and like kind of just leaning into the beauty of it more. And also the fact that it's like, again, because you're like, you know, we're trying to up stakes here in the viewing of this as a episodic television show, that it's like you actually saw the, like the pain that was caused. Mm -hmm. or the damage that was dealt during the duel yeah um versus it just being these kind of like heady concepts that you can't connect to any physical thing um so i really i loved loved it so much i loved it so much
3: i think the way it was presented yeah i mean part of it is just all about the medium you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. tv just allows for more and requires more, I think, to engage the audience than the comics do. Um I would not have minded you know I'm gonna take that back because I don't want to come off like I I loved Gwendolyn Christie in this role so much. Uh-huh. Um and I I like that I, I was gonna say you know I wouldn't have minded a little more overconfident snark on her part, but then I prefer that they did not channel Tom Ellis's Lucifer. I prefer that mm-hmm. they mm-hmm. went with this slightly more regal and super uber powerful and just like
4: oh my god potent
3: Lucifer. You know, I think
4: all the, the makes
2: are so much scarier that yeah. she's restrained and
0: her like I graceful like pettiness at the end. <laughs> are you still with us, Dreamlord? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> This is the flavor I'm talking about right now. Yes.
4: Definitely. I think all of the overconfident Wait. snark you were looking for, Justin, was in her hairdo. Like they just <laughs> rolled it into her hair. Oh my god.
3: I am um, I am struck because Lucifer plays a, a, a role in the story going forward. If because because Lucifer's loss here is way more personal than it was in the mm-hmm. comic. I wonder mm-hmm. if that will affect the way they play out what comes what comes next, yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Um, well, totally. li- I mean, Sturge is
1: half strut, half stride out of hell. The pip walk? Oh <laughs> yes. my God, yes. Was that like, was, dude, you you just was like, totally dude, took
3: one of my hot takes. Oh, yes. yes. It was going to be one yes. of my hot takes like, too. Like, but yeah, you're I, getting close to one of my
2: hot takes as yeah, well, but that's it was, okay. It was ultimately like, one of my hot was
3: takes. It's all
2: up for talking about Yeah.
1: All I could think was,
3: you know, there It was everything. Um, yeah. like a brother like you know like it's like they channel george jefferson to have him walk out of there you know what oh, I, mean? I was Wait, like, what? like tell me like, what song was, was
0: playing while like, he dude. was walking out there that was post. Yeah. what was the song yeah. what was the song <laughs>
3: Motherfucker <I'm> zach like i <Motherfuckin' laughs> forgot about dre exactly
0: <laughs> yeah, episode. Uh,
3: dude. wow <laughs>
0: It was oh. a gangster lean
4: it was, to end all gangster leans. Yeah. Yeah. Only mm-hmm. to get slapped down
2: immediately.
4: Oh, yeah. so, yeah. yes. Well, that's yeah. how it has yeah. to happen. It has to. Yeah. It
2: has to happen. You to. can't walk out
3: pimp walks, with that
2: amount of bluster and yeah. not get the answering, <laughs> no, you're not. No, you're
3: not. <laughs> is it, there is always a cost to the pimp walk, it's true. <laughs> out of hell. Well,
0: can we also, also talk about corn for out a minute, bit. being yeah. like, if hell had bros, That's who that is. When we were watching it, I was like, "What's up with like
2: like fucking cargo pants or (laughs) drawstring? They have like drawstring cargo pants in hell. They are, of course, they do. Of course, they have drawstring (laughs) cargo pants.
4: (laughs) No, that's where cargo pants
0: come from—is hell. So, of course, I was like, "This dude looked like he just crushed a protein shake." And then disrespect <laughs> the woman before he walked in here. It's,
4: it's the hell demon uniform is
0: cargo pants
4: with a he was spiky, definitely rocking out spiky
0: frosted tip. oh my god, spiky, definitely, oh yeah. my god, definitely. Oh my or maybe god. like limp biscuit, something even worse. Oh, um, there could have
3: been some jorts and a flaming bowling shirt in his future. You know, like there you after, go.
0: Yeah. Ed Hardy, <laughs> Ed Hardy all the way. He's got some Ed Hardy chapstick in his back pocket. I've seen this guy. <laughs> You know, this guy I'm, hasn't died
4: out in Los Angeles.
3: You know this no, this still, movie. I mean, this episode <laughs> was all about taking out. It, that made me think all the a lot of DC Comics references. You know, because it mm. it wasn't Squatter Blood. Squatter Blood has only like a couple of panels in the comic, mm-hmm. but it's Ettrick and the Demon. Yeah, you right. know, in the comic, and yeah. then they cut out the entire storyline where. Dream goes to the JLA and meets Mr. Miracle and Martian Manhunter, and mm-hmm. you know, like mm-hmm. so I, I was I I in the rewatch, I was very much struck by oh man, they took a lot of out caped of, people out of this case. <laughs> <episode." Yeah. laughs>
2: Honestly, in this version, in this medium.
3: Oh, I'm not saying I miss it, only that I yeah. noticed it.
2: Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: Totally. It's better that it stands on its own. I mean, definitely. Yeah. I would I would dare say that a flaw of the comic was trying to be rooted in the DC universe, you know.
0: Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah. Totally. Yep. That
4: was kind yeah. of an imposition. I mean, in a way, right? Like it's like, you know, Taika Waititi doing a, a Star Wars movie where he's Neil Gaiman was kind of required to connect back to DC, right? Am I <laughs> well, it
3: was right? set in Am the I... DC universe. I mean Sandman was was very much a it was a reimagining of a DC Comics character. Right. You know, the yeah. original the original Sandman. So, yeah, I mean...
2: But the notes are coming from DC. Like, okay, well, we need...
3: Well, yeah, DC owns the character. Yeah,
4: yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Well, and, you know, and I'm sure they're over there. I mean, I don't think things have changed that much in the in-between years where you've got, you know, the suits over there being like, well, how are we going to sell this if we don't bring Batman into
0: it, you know? <laughs> sure. Yeah. So... And then in recent years, it's like, make sure we don't bring Batman into it and we'll probably (laughs) be fine.
3: Yeah. I'm astonished that Neil Gaiman has as much control over this as he does. And I wonder what his actual ownership stake in the character is. Because his best... I mean, they... DC comics have occasionally used Sandman stuff in their DC main DC stuff because as far as I know, they own it, you know and mm-hmm. okay, well, Justin
0: it. this is actually a perfect question I've been meaning to ask you this because I've been wondering it myself because the Sandman was published under vertigo, right mm-hmm. And vertigo doesn't exist anymore, right? right it could that be a reason why he has all of this sort of creative ownership because it was printed under,
3: I don't think so. An
0: imprint that no longer exists?
3: I I don't think so. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. I'm pretty sure that Vertigo mostly is just branding.
0: Sure.
3: You know, because the Doom Patrol Mm -hmm. was in Vertigo for a while. First they were DC, then they were Vertigo, then they were back to DC. Mm -hmm. Same thing with Swamp Thing. Yeah, Swamp Thing. Constantine had it Like I said, it was just a It was, it just was, a, a, it was a mature It was a publishing imprint It was, a, you know, it, it was kind just, of a mature
1: For mature readers Yeah, it, it was their way of yeah, branding it's like
2: impr- That's pretty this much what imprints are In a publishing and company this It's is, like you know, imprints, imprints define like mm-hmm. This is the genre of this imprint This is sure. the audience for this imprint so it's
0: like, Just yeah, branding is the perfect a, way to put it. Yeah. Let's get a publishing person on here. Talk to us about this.
1: Well, it would be amazing. We'll have so much. It would. It would be. Am, it would be amazing if we could get uh, Burger on here. Who was the uh, Karen Burger? Yeah, yeah, Karen Burger. That would be amazing. That would be amazing because Burger was is incredible. Hey Karen. Behind Karen do hey Karen. We have a meme
2: for you. Get over here. <laughs> not,
4: not to shut that thought down, but I did just look this question up. Who owns the Sandman IP? And if, if you give me a few minutes here. Um, I'm going to give you a few minutes during the tangential. commercial break. Yes. Because right.
2: yeah. we are clearly ready.
0: <laughs> yeah. Because uh, we're going,
2: this is a very tangential day today. Yeah. so <laughs> um, uh, Let's take a break and solve this publishing question and ip (laughs) question and then we'll get back to actually talking about the episode (laughs) after the break
0: great (laughs) see you in a few minutes
2: (laughs) if you're enjoying this conversation you're in luck Because in September, we'll bring you our next that episode was Tackling Amazon's The Rings of Power series. And we'll follow that with our long-awaited deep dive into David Lynch, Mark Frost, Twin Peaks with our throwback podcast series, That Gum You Like. And you should always keep your eyes out for more pop-ups. For all those updates and all things Popsicle, follow us at Popsicle Pod on all social medias. Join our mailing list at our website, PopsiclePod.com, for all the latest news and announcements. That's Popsicle Pod, P O P S K L P O D. And we're back. And it's time for hot takes. I know we previewed some hot takes in the first half, but. There's always room for more <laughs> hot takes, right? So <laughs> here we go. My first hot take. Um The actor playing Kai Cool, Ernest Kingsley Jr. When he showed up, I was like, damn. Wow, 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 wow. <laughs> exactly with the glasses motion. Because I was <laughs> like, wow, what a beautiful man. And I was like, look. They found (laughs) they found someone with a beautiful face, (laughs) just like Tom Sturge's beautiful face, which I like in keeping that dream just has a beautiful face because of course he would son of a bitch. Love it.
3: (laughs) And Has there ever been a more like regal British name than Ernest Kingsley Jr.? no i was like go ahead
2: about british names
3: how much you want to bet he was the one who choreographed the pimp walk i'm just saying
0: (laughs) i believe it yeah i
2: I buy that all right um next i mean largely this is about the visuals of this episode because um this is probably like so far anyway my visually favorite episode mm-hmm. because holy it was all just like fantasy and drama and um <laughs> uh but i noticed it first at the very gates of hell did anyone else get labyrinth vibes with like the moving bodies labyrinth and, and just yeah. like the also, kind of like like yeah. the shape of the gate and everything mm-hmm. and like the mm. the trees and the fog i was like this is straight out of labyrinth yeah i appreciate
4: that someday when i watch labyrinth uh, labyrinth I'll oh say it gives claire. me yes. vibes. Oh,
3: claire. Claire. i am claire. i am going Just to like do full, something full stop to the conversation right there <laughs> that i don't want to do generally for claire
2: oh is that disagree with me
3: but i've no that i have also not seen labyrinth oh so wow. i'm gonna yay. take her side wow um wow. but i mean not I yay am,
2: but
4: now, not I feel situation.
3: you. You're just you're just not alone. I feel yeah, you.
4: Thank you. Um, that's fair. Listen, but I did
3: get a vibe.
2: It's nice of to know that you're not alone.
1: <laughs> the Devil's Advocate. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say too. I remember the, the wall. The I remember wall. the
3: wall in Keanu Reeves' uh, place in yeah. The Devil's Advocate of like writhing bodies, and I really, I, yeah. I loved that sort of design sense with the gate, and then the trees mm-hmm. later, and like how people were just like, you know, building blocks of hell. You know, yeah. I thought that was yep. really kind of cool. I was yeah. getting very Tarsem
0: vibes.
1: What? It felt mm-hmm.
0: very Tarsem-ish to oh, me. Yeah. yeah. Mm. I,
1: I think there's yeah. a, isn't there a famous painting of hell that the Devil's Advocate wall is based on, but then also this would kind of be based on too, I imagine.
3: Could be, but I, I, yeah. I, I
1: seem to remember reading so, that about Devil's Advocate.
2: There are a lot of famous paintings of hell because yeah. it's really fascinating it what is. people can come
0: up with. Yeah. I was Speaking. half expecting to see a Ravenstag pop up. <laughs>
2: listen we're never
0: gonna stop looking
2: for hannibal in everything we watch
0: (laughs) (laughs) True.
4: (laughs) um speaking of beautiful people and being a fan of the tv show the series lucifer i was really happy seeing Mm. nazikine Mm. and just that i mean even with just half a face gorgeous i would do that so Mm -hmm. oh
2: yeah totally i um yes very beautiful Brilliant. and I appreciated because like you rarely see in Lucifer you rarely see her true face um, and so I, I and I always kind of miss that mm-hmm. <laughs> because what's amazing about Mazikeen is that like Lucifer's relationship with Mazikeen is like they they see nothing but beauty in each other
0: mm-hmm.
2: and that's that's a big deal to me anyway to mm-hmm. see that you know so, I liked yes. seeing the grossness of Mazikeen. I would have liked to even see it pushed further mm-hmm. with her yep. speech impediment because mm-hmm. half of her yes. mouth is gone.
3: Yeah. I missed
1: that too. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, a little bit.
2: Um again with the visuals, that's that scale shot of like Dream entering like the palace doors where it was like just this huge, massive doorway and this little sliver of light and this tiny little silhouette of him and Matthew walking in. Gorgeous. Um, And then it was like the very next shot was them walking into, I don't know what room Lucifer and Masakine were just hanging out in. And it suddenly became like all the filming became like super close Mm -hmm. and almost a little bit like glossy. Almost like a soap opera. Um, which was like jarring, but I didn't dislike it. I liked every visual choice of this entire sequence.
0: So word.
2: Yeah. Um, and then my final hot take, because can't have hot takes for this one without talking about the hotness. So um, I mean, y'all were talking about the pimp walk as Dream walked away. But in the moment right before where she's like, we're going to destroy you. And he like leaned in and was like, but not today. (laughs) I was like, what am I supposed to like do with everything that's happening in my body right now?
0: Yeah. Mm-mm.
2: Yeah,
4: the I can't way. even really talk
0: about it because I need to like have a day after this <laughs> and I need yeah. to focus so I'm just not even going to touch it. <laughs> so anyway
4: the scale, of, the scale of the palace is just being just you, you can just take away from that the pissing match of <laughs> whose palace is bigger mm-hmm. and
2: delightful. Totally yeah. yeah honestly it looked like Lucifer's was.
1: Mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. It had sort of a Mordor feel to it, didn't it?
2: Absolutely.
4: It did. I, mm-hmm. I thought about Earthache. Like as soon as they got into that smaller room, yeah. I'm yeah. like, oh, this is straight up like, you know, Saruman's. Yeah. That was one totally. of my that was one of my hot takes about the visuals. A Little, little, little Mordory. If Sauron um, was hot, then
1: yeah. (laughs) He's going to be. Uh, Yeah. Uh, He's going to be. (laughs) We'll get to that next month.
2: I'm sure we'll have plenty
1: of that very soon. Uh, was such
2: a great response, Claire. He's going to
0: be. Such a throwaway, too. She wasn't even looking at me when she said
1: it. looking down. She's looking down.
0: (laughs)
2: <laughs> all right anyway everybody else continue with your hot take
1: <laughs> uh, my i think my one, one only other hot take was i liked how gentle and kind dream was
3: to Mazikeen. Mm. i i liked that yeah. quite a bit it was very nice my hot take is slightly unorthodox but only slightly and it's just that this episode just further illustrated to me how wrong-headed the powers that be at star wars were by criminally underusing Gwendolyn Christie. Mm. You know, like Captain Phasma should have been a great character because Mm. of all the presence that Gwendolyn Christie brings to what she does, you know? And, you know, that is a, that's just a shot they're never gonna get back. You know what I mean? They're never Mm -hmm. gonna get to do that over. And that's too bad because she is awesome. Yep.
0: Gwendolyn Christie empowers me as a taller woman to wear all the heels I want to wear because she's out mm-hmm. here being one, and she's like oh I will be wearing the heels thank you <laughs> yeah. and powering over everybody and just being a total goddess yeah and I just really appreciate that about I her.
2: love that like whenever like this whole like thing about tall women should try to be less tall. What the (laughs) fuck is that? (laughs) Like that's just just the stupidest thing I've ever heard. (laughs) It is. She helps me condition
0: myself from that.
2: I love that. I love that she inspires that in you and inspires Mm -hmm. that in other tall women.
3: I love
2: tall women. Totally. I see tall women and I'm like, oh, it's an Amazon. Yes. (laughs) Like what a, like, amazing like you Ignite said it. a goddess i love it yes all tall women wear the highest heels please wear them all if you want <laughs> if you want <laughs>
3: yeah do you, you do you sister you, you do you do you. <laughs> you know
2: oh we yeah just do it knowing that you're beautiful
0: oh yes all right
1: mm, I well, may, maybe i had one more hot take oh it might maybe, maybe. something maybe it's I'll something we can dive into more. Hot. Maybe it's something it more. that high
2: if it's no a no
1: it's uh well maybe it's something we can dive in more in the next episode. Uh, oh, so, oh okay, because yeah, okay. it might be up for a open for a larger conversation. Work.
4: Great.
3: Oh, did I'm we watch wanna... this? And maybe you want to edit it out afterwards. But do we want to jump into the article that Claire shared about how? I, I was just gonna. In, I was just gonna mention control. we
1: should we should at least pretty incredible uh, me- mention it. Yeah, it's a pretty and
3: super simple. Yeah, yeah, super simple. You know, okay. I mean, Who when it comes it? down to it, it's simply... Who owns the IP? Warner Brothers does. But. Warner Brothers owns it lock, stock, and barrel. But Neil Gaiman basically said, don't do dumb shit with Sandman if you want me to keep working with you. Don't continue mm-hmm. the series after I'm done. And, you know, don't make adaptations I won't be proud of. Yeah. So and it, it's a simple Warner that.
4: Brothers was smart enough to say, yeah. yes, Neil Gaiman, whatever and, you say, and, Neil Gaiman.
3: Yeah,
1: and in addition to that, he said also... And I just kept a good rapport with them, and we were friendly with each other. Yeah, and and so they were like, "Yeah, cool, no, no problem."
2: It's amazing how oh. much can happen if you're just like not a dick, right? Yeah, uh, mm-hmm.
3: it's funny because I've always come down in the because this is all, of course, brings up Alan Moore. You mm-hmm. know, and don't get me wrong, Alan DC didn't necessarily do great by Alan Moore. Do you know what I'm saying? At the it's same true. time, Alan Moore has been a huge dick about it. <laughs> the most oh. difficult. <laughs> most yes, difficult yes. Yeah. No, like it's
0: headlining not... headlining yeah. the dick yeah. festival
3: yeah. <laughs> so it's like you know
0: and no <laughs> offense i i love alan moore
3: yeah I, the man's a genius yeah, yeah. He's, he's a genius a, you know,
0: he, and is,
3: he has you know, spent
0: a lot of time being an asshole <laughs> yeah he is quite the
3: curmudgeon though Yeah, you know, out to put it kindly it. yeah,
0: yeah. So, no i yeah. really i honestly i at this age, and at this time in my life, and at this stage in human history, I'm I'm truly deeply inspired by people who consistently choose to be kind. Yeah, mm-hmm. they mm-hmm. are a dying breed. We are a dying breed, which means we have to go even harder with the kindness out there in the world nowadays. Because, man, is it hard to come by. <laughs> it is, and
3: remember, you know, and that brings Rosemary. us back to Rosemary.
0: Yep. It does, mm-hmm. yeah.
3: Yeah, and we're all sitting here being like,
0: "You're so stupid," but it was her kindness that saved her life. Mm -hmm. Yep, it was.
4: Yeah, and that's love goes.
0: No, love flows where my rosemary goes. Is that how it goes? That song, something like that. Yes, sure. Right? Why not? Sounds right to me.
2: Yeah, I mean, we nobody know the song. I know the song, but I, oh. I'm about as positive as you are. On well, the I'm just going to decide that that's yes, what it that, is that, because it's helping that's, me that's, prove my, that's my point. Flows, <laughs> where my that's
1: that's, that's yes. how it goes. That's how it goes. Yes. <laughs> okay, good. You're correct. There okay, We
2: go. We're so we're so quick to. <laughs> we
4: assign, love
0: you,
2: Rosemary.
4: <laughs> we're so quick to assign stupidity to actions that like that kind of action. Yeah, right? but. Even our discussion about uh, Gwendolyn Christie getting to wear heels, it, it, it's just that character's choice. It's that mm-hmm. person's choice mm-hmm. to make that deci- whatever decision they want to make in that moment, mm-hmm. even if it mm-hmm. knowingly leads to their suffering or, you know, whatever else. Yeah.
3: Stupidity is an excellent synonym for bravery.
4: Sure. 100%. And again, choice.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love choice it. is the most important. Oh. <laughs> All right. And with that, is everybody comfortable and ready for mm-hmm. the word? <laughs> Bring it. <laughs> All right. That episode was Kelly Sue. Sexy, <laughs> Phil.
1: Uh, Tension-filled, which might be synonymous with sexy in this instance as well.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, Justin.
3: A hell of a good time. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh! <laughs> I'll be here all week, folks. You get you get the
3: full-on uh, Marshall
1: Bill laugh with that one.
2: <laughs> um, Claire. Bananas. I was hoping you oh, were going to say on. that. Oh, come on!
4: I was hoping you were going to say that. Thank Anti- you for delivering. Antimatter-producing
3: bananas. <laughs> really, I thought, I, thought, I thought we'd reached daytime today, Claire. <laughs> over <a> labyrinth. <laughs>
2: All right. And I guess I'll say that episode was, well, hot as hell. Um... <laughs> So now we move on to the recommendation provided this week by Kelly Sue. So what have you got for the people who liked A Hope in Hell?
0: For the people who liked A Hope in Hell, I am recommending something. I am positive I've recommended before, but I'm recommending it again. Um, It's an incredible film called The Last Unicorn. It is also about a journey into hell in a way. Mm -hmm. Um, and it is stunningly beautiful. I got to watch it with Lisa for the first time, really her first time seeing it
2: for all intents and purposes. Um,
0: Yeah. And, um, I was, it's a movie that I watched over and over and over as a child and I loved, um, and then watching it again as an adult at this time in my life. I was like, this movie is unbelievably beautiful. Mm. And um, very similarly to this episode, there's a lot of dark themes, um, but it's so beautiful. Um, so if you liked this episode of The Sandman, definitely go watch The Last Unicorn. Um, also incredible soundtrack by the band America. The music is beautiful the visuals are gorgeous. Um, Just go watch it.
2: Yeah, I will. And I will say I will endorse this recommendation because like you said, I watched it with you just last week when I was staying with you. Yeah. And wow, it Mm -hmm. is. And I mean, like I'm a full on adult woman. (laughs) Seeing it for pretty much the first time, Ababa. and I was absolutely floored.
0: <laughs> yeah, I love yeah.
1: It. Uh, yeah. Aside aside from matcha and Doctor Who, that was the third thing worthwhile my ex gave me. So, yeah,
0: yeah. it is a um, it is animated, but don't let that. Uh, don't let that, don't scare let that you. pull you. Let it set you free. <laughs> let it set you free. Exactly. It's stunning and incredible voice actors: Alan Arkin, Jeff Bridges, Mia Farrow, Mia Farrow yeah, Angela uh, Lansbury,
4: uh, Christopher Lee, right? Christopher, Christopher Lee, Lee. I love the way incredible. Said yeah, Angela Lansbury. Angela <laughs> Lansbury? <laughs> we love her. Yeah, she's well, amazing. And she plays yeah. this so
0: terrible character. Yeah, which at, you know at the time it was like she was, you know. Yeah sweet angela you you know and she's voicing this you know terrible terrible witch and it's Mm -hmm. just it's uh, just go watch it
2: just watch it do it it's not a big deal just do it it's not a big
0: deal it's gonna (laughs) change your life you're welcome
2: (laughs) all right and with that we're signing off um, join us next week to talk all about ooh, 24-7. Eee! Um <laughs> <laughs> until then, I have been your host, Lisa K. Weber, and if you need me, me and Neil will be hanging out with the Dream King. This has been a Popsicle podcast production.